insurance agents from around the world. Hey, guys, this is Scott Howell with the Insurance Guys podcast. Hey, I've got a question for you guys. How many service calls do you get a day? How about a week? How about a month? More importantly, how many of those calls are revenue generating? If not, why are you still taking those calls? The reality is that clients don't want to call their agent for things like documents, billing, service requests. These are considered non-revenue generating activities that can and should be handled with a client experience platform, CXP. The rule of thumb is, can you rely on your technology to fully accomplish the same thing being asked over the phone? If the answer is yes, give the client that option, please. Now is the time to look into a CXP for your agency, a client experience platform. A CXP is a core system at your agency, just like your AMS, just like your CRM, just like your Raider. Having a client experience platform like Glovebox gives you a leg up on the competition and allows you to focus on sales, which we better all be focusing on because nothing else matters, and high-level service. Get a demo today with one of the Glovebox gurus and mention the Insurance Guys podcast to get 20% off your new CXP. Trust me when I say it's time to jump on the Glovebox platform. I know we've done it here in our agency. We love it. We're desperately trying to get all of our clients on the Glovebox platform, guys. Desperately. We want them on there. We want them to go get their ID cards there. We want to reduce the number of times they call the agency, and and that frees us up to do more selling. That's all it does. Call today, get a demo, and join Glovebox. Hey, guys, it's Bradley. Every now and then, a company comes across my desk that not only blows my mind in what they're able to accomplish, but we implement that particular technology in Portal, and it completely changes the way we do business. That's happened a few times with a few different companies, and it happened this year with Ascend. In case you don't know, Ascend saves agent time by simplifying the time-consuming process of collecting payments, premium financing, and carrier payables without the back and forth paperwork integrated right into your checkout experience where customers can pay how they want. Credit, debit, ACH, own the entire customer experience. It's branded to your agency and offer a modern checkout experience that your customers want. Ascend will also, this is the big one for me, automatically pay the provider, the carrier, the MGA, so you don't have to deal with the payables. It turns agency bill into direct bill. It combines the benefits of agency bill owning the experience with the convenience of direct bill. Don't have to worry about collections, payables, so you get the best of both worlds. And the best part is there's no subscription, no fee, and no cost to the agents. Stop wasting time on payments so you can focus on growing your business. Go to useascend.com backslash insurance guys. I'm telling you guys, this is not just a promotion. This company is going to change the insurance industry. They've already changed portal. Useascend.com backslash insurance guys. That's U-S-E-A-S-C-E-N-D.com backslash insurance guys. Tell them we sent you. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. Powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. 
My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Saraland, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? That might be the best intro I've ever done. You did it pretty good. It was good. It was good. Well, thank you. Bradley? Yes. Would you like the, the latest and greatest? I know everyone is sitting on the edge of their seats because they're like, Man, hold, they feel like they're holding your hand along this journey because you've been so I'm transparent about it. I'm so humbled and blessed to have so many great people reach out to me. Some of them I can't even get back to. Some of them are emailing me, texting me, Facebook messaging me, things like, hey, man, I just want you to know I'm with you and I love you. And if there's anything I can do, I'll come down there and help. And some people are like, dude, same thing happened to me last year. (laughs) I saw one of those come through on the insurance guys page. And that's got to like. I know if I was in your shoes, that would make me feel a lot better, you know? Yeah. So here's the latest and greatest. And before I tell you all this, I'm going to tell you the one thing. I met with a client of mine. It's been a client of mine for a long time. And they're dissolving their business right now. And they've made more money than a damn show dog can jump over. Bradley, these people, these people back in the day had 15 cell phone stores but not normal because, you know, like we're used to nowadays, like seeing like AT&T store, Sprint, Verizon. Do you remember what was the cell phone in the South that everybody had? Southern Link. Southern Link. That's who I used they to work had, for. I used to work they for had like They had like 15, I think they mm-hmm. were independent Southern Link stores. Mm-hmm. And they sold out to a hedge fund from somewhere. I don't know where the hedge fund was at, but they sold mm-hmm. out like years ago and then opened up another business a lot of farmers had southern link because it would get service out in the fields where not you know normal cell phones wouldn't have service bradley ask me how much i miss the southern link because i used to have a southern link you could press the side of it like a Mm walkie-talkie oh i want that so bad right now (laughs) there was a blackberry made a phone that did that that you could do that with so they sold out, but we, I went over to their offices the other day because they're liquidating their business and we're, we're getting ready to shut everything down as far as their insurance goes because they had drivers and different things and people and all this stuff. Well, now they don't need all that because now they're down to just basically a, a shell of a building, right? Right. Well, they had, and I knew this, but they when I first met them back in 2013, they had, had just had the same thing happen to them. And we start comparing notes. Guys, Let me tell you what you need to do. We're all screwing up is not looking at the checks. They did the same thing I did. They were printing off the statements. They had, you know, everything was matching the checkouts. It was all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everything's good. And she said that his wife said the same thing to me. She said, Scott, you and I did both did the exact same thing. We never printed off the checks and looked at the checks. If we'd have done that, it'd have been over. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, that's my advice. But let me give you an update, Bradley. Amy was arrested Tuesday, charged with a Class B felony in the state of Alabama. Class yep. B felony. That is the same thing as the same felony as statutory rape. Correct. That, that, yes, that is correct. As I correctly predicted. Yep. $10,000 bond. 
So 10% of the bond would be a thousand dollars to get out of jail. She bailed out or bonded out in about three hours. Here's where the story That's a long time in jail. Took, if you've never been to jail, I've ne- and I've never been to jail, yeah. but here's where the story just took a right hand turn to Albuquerque. Are you ready, Bradley? And you already know this because I sent you a screenshot of the email last night and you mm. said, OMG. You did. Yes. You said, wow. Yeah. I get home. Last night at six o'clock, I've been fighting fires all day long. Got my firefighter outfit on, worked on forensics accounting. We're doing one month a day. So now we're up to like June of 2021, re-reconciling the sweep account. I get home last night and I walk in the door and I happened to look down at my phone. I had an email, which I get about 400 emails a day, but I could tell this one was from the fraud investigator with the Huntsville PD. So I open up the email and it reads, Dear Mr. Howell, I just wanted to notify you that I have been contacted by the Secret Service. This case has hit their radar because of the amount of money that was stolen. And they are about to press charges and would like to interview you next week. And I said, bring them on. I'll put a damn dip of skull in my mouth and go in the conference room and I'll answer any question the secret service wants to it's ask. It's okay to be interviewed by the secret service. If you're the one that do anything wrong, bring, Hey, bring on the FDIC regulators. I don't give a shit. Bring them all on. I don't care. So next week I now have an appointment for them to come to me. And guys, let me say this to everybody listening to this right now. And then we're going to get to our all-star guest today because I've spent too much time updating everybody. If you're going to steal the money, here's my advice. If you're going to (laughs) steal the money, do not repeat. Let all of your people in your office listen to this, guys. Do not steal over $100,000. That is not legal advice. Because here's what I think is happening. If you go over $100,000, now we're talking, as Bradley said correctly on the other podcast that we did, but we did the the story of of Amy. Now you're looking at big boy jail. And the only reason I'm familiar with that is I had a client that, a former client that that did something kind of similar. And and we looked up kind of like what the charges would be. And I was like, ooh, you know. Now you're you're facing federal. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to face state charges on a class B felony. It's another thing. You do not want FBI, Secret Service, CIA, any of that sniffing around your office. I can promise you that. Okay. Well, you know, too, like the worst industry to commit fraud in, in my opinion, is the financial services industry. And right below that is the insurance industry. (laughs) Right. So, right. Guys, we got an all-star guest for you today. Our mission on this podcast is to help you agents in any way we can. I got a cool damn dude on this podcast today, guys. And he is, I can tell already just from our short conversation before we got on here, he's my kind of people. And without further ado, I want to give him the introduction that he has always deserved. He is originally from Laguna Beach, California, and he currently resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is widely considered as a prominent insure tech entrepreneur with deep experience in both broker and insure distribution environments. Previously, he was the founder and CEO of Tech Canary, an insure tech leader building an innovative set of insurance solutions on the Salesforce platform that allowed agencies to have more choices. God, I love choices and flexibility. Today, 
He is the chief executive officer of Ivan's, tasked with leading the expansion of the Ivan's strategy and all business functions to accelerate the digitization of insurance connectivity and analytics across the insurance industry. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first-time guest on the IGP, Mr. Reed Holsworth. How are you, Reed? Doing great, man. Thank you. Happy to be here. Those are a lot of big words, man. I'm glad I, I'm glad it took me years to understand what all those meant. But uh, yeah, thanks for the intro. There are people that probably just wrecked their car that a redneck from <laughs> Alabama was able to say the word digitization. <laughs> digitization. It was a mouthful. I, and Ivan's became Ivan's. Ivan's. <laughs> Read. We have so much to talk about today, but before we do, let's go back. Let's get in my DeLorean right now and go back in time. Tell us about how you got in the industry, how you came up, which I've heard about Tech Canary for four or five years, never used it, but I, ha I have heard of it quite frequently. How did you get in the industry and just kind of bring us up to today? Yeah. So um, many years ago, I was in the construction world, actually originally, and I own a construction company. And when the market fell out in, in 08 or so, um, we were still working. We had a lot of guys running, but it was just, the money kind of dried up, frankly. It just wasn't the same. And at that time, I had a couple of friends of mine that I had done work for for years, guys that were real estate investors and whatnot. And they, they wanted a more of a reoccurring revenue type business. So about a year prior, probably 07 maybe, they purchased a small insurance agency, was, um, was actually a nationwide agency, but then they went full independent. And anyways, in 08, these guys were crushing it. Like, I think it was 06 when they acquired the agency. 08, they, they were still crushing it. And so I said to these guys, I'm like, man, like this insurance thing is good. And, and how come every insurance agent that I know is, is doing so well, regardless of kind of the, the, where the market is? And so they said, hey, man, why don't you go get your insurance license and I'll show you what's up. And so um, so I said, all right, we'll try it. And um, so anyways, so I, I did. And I went to work uh, for these guys at the time. They had multiple locations, huge. I'm not going to name names, but big, big agency now. And um, but smaller than. And so they gave me their um, at the time, the largest agency that they had um, to run. I didn't know anything about insurance, but I knew these guys. And hey, I was all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They just got my insurance license. I thought I knew something, but not a whole lot. And it was a funny story because the first day I kind of walk in there and into this office to take over and, you know, like my staff are looking at me like, I'm not going to use the colorful word I'd normally use on this, but like, who is this dude? Like, you know, what is going on here? And, and this guy knows nothing. How is this guy like doing this and running this shop? How old were you? I, I'm now 42, about to be 42. So... That first day, a client comes in, a walk-in, right? Sits down, he says, hey, I'm with, I have all these policies and I want to switch it all to you guys. And they go, oh. and then the CSR goes, oh, go see, go see the boss man over there. I have never quoted a piece of business in my life. And this poor guy, like, you know, I, I sat there for like, it was like all day quoting his stuff and I had no idea. But anyways, speed that up. I did that for a number of years, really cut my teeth on it successful in that business. Prior to that, I've really just been kind of serial entrepreneur. I've always kind of had my own company, my own business in a number of ways. And so 
I really learned the business and I said, you know what? I think I can go out and do this on my own and go and start my own agency. And so, but during that time of, of being there, I found how critical it was that the agency management system and the technology that we used for our business. And, and I realized like, wow, there are things that can be done leveraging this technology to make us more efficient, one. But two, if we were able to change things within the technology um, to streamline it in certain ways, that would give us a competitive edge, right? And so speed that up, I went and, and left the agency, started my own agency. And when I did so, knowing the main systems, I still looked at all the usual suspects of agency management system vendors and what I wanted didn't really exist. And so I kind of stumbled at the time across Salesforce and Salesforce was like this weird black box back then. Like people didn't really know Salesforce, especially in our industry. But it's like, oh, you can customize it, you can build stuff on here. And I just started getting into it. And so I ultimately, I ended up purchasing Salesforce and then building an agency management system on top of Salesforce. Right. Now, the agency was good at the time. We ended up franchising the agency. We sold um, a bunch of franchises. Um, so that was doing well. But at, at a point, Salesforce reached out because I was doing a lot with those guys. And they were like, this thing is pretty cool what you've built. And at the time, people weren't building kind of bigger solutions on the Salesforce platform. They were using it primarily just as a CRM. So long story short, they said, hey, you ever think about taking this thing and packaging it up, selling it? And I was like, no, but wow, what does that look like? And, and partnering with Salesforce, like I could take this and sell this. And like, yeah, we have the, we're just starting this whole partner ecosystem and all this stuff. And um, so this is really early on for those of, that are out there that kind of know the Salesforce world. At this point, it was free to become a Salesforce partner. Wow. I don't even know what it is now. It's like tens of thousands of dollars. And they have, the, I mean, it depends on what level you want to be at. If you're a platinum partner, it's probably a million dollars now to be a platinum partner wow. with Salesforce. This was free back then. <laughs> and so you, you and often so, don't hear the words Salesforce and free in the same sentence oh, at all. Right, right. So kind of right time, right place. And so anyways, I ended up walking away with the agency of the agency. I had a partner there. I said, hey, I'm going to go take the technology and, and run a software company. And literally, I said, you keep the agency and I'm taking the tech. And at the time, he thought I was the dumbest person on earth. He's like, oh, okay, dude, dumbass. Like, you know, and I'm like, hey, I really see value in this thing. And, um, and it was, it, it, so it was a real success. So you speed that up. Secondary was, was wildly successful. We became the number one insurance solution on the Salesforce platform worldwide. We worked with all kinds of different companies um, within that. We worked with um, MGAs, wholesalers, carriers, a lot of the insure techs did. So if you go back a couple of years, most people that are out there that said, hey, we built our own thing on top of the Salesforce platform, it was typically, they were typically our customer they used our solution and they built tons of stuff on top of it. Right. So it's like we did the initial heavy lift and then they built all this proprietary stuff around it, which is really cool. So we really got exposed to lots of different types of companies within the insurance ecosystem. Yeah, long story short, we were out doing a capital raise. I, I, we basically bootstrapped that company and raised a tiny bit of money, $3 million in the whole existence of Tech Canary, which is unheard of these days. And uh, we said, hey, we're going to go raise, raise a big bunch of cash 
because we want to really go after it. And in doing that, we um, just all kinds of acquisition offers came out of the woodwork and all this, and it was just great. And um, we just ultimately decided to sell the business. So we, uh, we sold the business to Applied. And a lot of people don't know this story, the reason why. So at the time on the board of Tech Canary, we had some very, very big people um, within the insurance technology space um, that were part of, of our business, people that really know our world. And um, when we looked at the opportunities that were out there and the offers that were presented to us, said, hey, what is, what is the biggest opportunity long term? Where can we actually impact change and do stuff? Because we're having a lot of fun. We're changing things. We're helping the industry in a lot of ways. Although a smaller business, we really were. Um, people that know the story and, and were part of all that, they, they, would, they would say so. We looked at it, Applied was number one. And, and why? Well, it's because Applied owns Ivan's. Mm-hmm. And Ivan's, and we'll get into that in a minute, I'm sure. Ivan's has been around for 40 years. And Ivan's really was built to connect the industry in so many ways. And if you could get your hands on that, and innovate within that and start to drive true innovation and, and true platform stuff and, and whatnot, you can really affect the industry in a positive way. That's exciting. And so it took a, took a little bit, but I eventually convinced old Taylor Rhodes, who's the now CEO of Applied, hey man, let me, let me take this thing and, and here we are. So I've been the CEO of Ivan's now for about a year and a half or so. And yeah, we're kicking ass and having fun. So that's super long winded, but there you go. There's a the whole story. A couple of things on that, you know, back to the beginning of the story, you know, it's like a, it's like beauty and the beast tale all this time. Like the insurance industry to people like, like in our agency, I mean, our competitive advantage is that we, we go after younger people straight out of college to try to get them in the industry and our office and our culture is more like a marketing agency than it is an insurance agency. And so like the, it, that, all that kind of helps. Um, but I do struggle sometimes help, you know, having these young people and conveying to them that the insurance industry is sexy. And it's one of those things that when you're on the outside looking in, it doesn't look cool at all. But once you get on the inside, you're like, not only is this like one of the coolest industries in the world, but you have such financial stability not only yep. because the insurance industry has been around for 834 years, but you also have the recurring revenue aspect of things and, and that sort of thing. And there's a ton of white space. There's a ton of uh, ground that can be made up and change that can be enacted and that sort of thing. And, uh, and even for me, you know, like I remember, and I've told this story before, but I remember like when I was like, consider, I was like 16 years old, consider, you know, when you're 16, you think you have to have your career picked out by 18. Right. And <laughs> I remember like thinking like, damn, like, the guys who get to play the most golf are all insurance agents. Like, yeah, why is that? Right. You know, like I remember noticing that as a kid. So I think that's so funny. And, and so, and then, and then fast forwarding to the end, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. So you kind of like, when you guys were looking at like, like potential people to acquire you, you know, you, you kind of sought out applied because of Ivan's you had your, your mindset. And that's, that's such a, a brilliant way to look at it of like, Hey, look, Ivan's touches almost every single part of the industry. Yep. The opportunity is just so big and, and just, it's fun when you can really affect change in a positive way. Right. And, and it, and it was, and it was very strategic. Let's have tough conversation time for just a minute. Let's do it. A lot of people in the industry say, heard them say, we got to figure out a way to get rid of Ivan's to just connect 
connect open APIs, just cut out the middleman. And yeah. nobody to date has figured out how to do that, right? Yeah. Except Ivan's. Except I, yeah. You have come in as the CEO now of Ivan's. And you've probably, as a, as a former insurance agent, you've probably heard some of that rumbling, I'm sure. Like, oh, yeah. People, oh, yeah. people saying, hey, we need to cut Ivan's out. We need to cut out the middleman. Well, remember, Tech Canary was a customer of Ivan's because right, we had right, downloads right. running to our system so and, and the rest of it. So, like, we were a customer as well. So, so, yeah. so the question I have for you that I'm channeling through a lot of these agents that I've heard say stuff like that before is you've been brought in to – update to digitization digitization oh you murdered it you said i know i know lucky i didn't do it the first go around (laughs) you've been brought in to kind of make ivan sexy and do more things and update it and create better connectivity and all that good stuff what what are you doing exactly to you know bring ivan's up to 2022 and to make it you know to where people are like you know what I was wrong. We need to keep Ivan's. They're kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, man. So let's talk about what Ivan's is. So everybody, people that say that, frankly, and it's going to sound mean to the the people that say it. That's fine. I I got a thick skin. They don't really understand what that means, technically speaking. Right. So, So today, Ivan's connects close to 500 carriers, MGAs, wholesalers. Okay, down to thirty-two thousand agencies. Okay, now those are those are accounts within Ivans. Now you can argue there's forty, there's fifty, whatever thousand agencies, but these are agencies. And remember, some agencies own a lot of other little agencies. Okay, so today we run hundreds of millions of transactions through our pipes Mm. at Ivans. Ivans was founded almost forty years ago by the industry. Okay. When technology started to become a thing, they say with, within the world, they said, Hey, technology can really help us in insurance, but we need two things. We need standards, which is a cord, right? And then we need connectivity. So why does it make sense for there to be somebody that sits in the middle of the industry for connectivity? Here's why. If you're a company like, like I was a tech canary and you wanted to go and connect to 500 carriers, how long would that take? What would that look like? So you're going to go into their core backend system, Duck Creek, Guidewire, you name it, right? Brightcore, like doesn't matter. All of these systems, you're going to have to go in there and you're going to have to connect. Now, sure, these carriers could have APIs, but is everybody's API the same? Are you building one connection to one? There's probably no two APIs that are the same. There's, that's right. And so you're building integration to all of these. And that's just saying if, that's if the carriers have the APIs, right? right? So, so the value prop of a company like Ivan's is that it sits in the middle where a carrier connects up to Ivan's one time. And then we're connected down to, I call it 50 agency management systems. Mm-hmm. Um, across, and then other systems, what we call distribution platforms that are out there. That are down that are then connected to 32,000 agents. As a carrier, I don't have to go out and build all of those individual connections, maintain them, service them, and do that. And then on the flip side, if I'm a technology vendor provider, I don't have to go and, and connect to all those 500 carriers. And now here's the funny thing: 
what value do I get as a technologist connect, having my own proprietary connections to 500 carriers? What value do I get? I don't because I want to build features and functionality that, that provide real value to my end user. In this example, it'd be the agent, right? Do I want to worry about you know, building the most streamlined issuance of certificate, right? Or do I want to worry about, oh, God, I got to connect up travelers on BOP, right? right. Dude, if, if you're in this world, and then by the way, not only can you just connect to these carriers as a technology provider, you also have to convince those carriers that you're a viable product to connect to because they don't just turn it on. <laughs> like you gotta, right. you know what I mean? It's like, here's our API, anybody come and connect? Like, no, 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 that's not how it works, mm. right? And, and so, so that's why it makes so much sense. That's why the industry came together. And when I say the industry came together, these are carriers and, and brokers that came together almost 40 years ago and built Ivor. And so, so that's, that's really the value prop. Now, when we talk about the innovation and things like that, so call it a year and a half ago, um, prior to me coming in and, and our team um, that we've built now coming into Ivan's, Ivan's was older technology. And I'll, I'll be real with you guys. It's not a tough conversation. We had scalability issues. We had downtime. There was stuff that just yep. wasn't right with the system. Okay. And it was old tech. So what did we do? We rebuilt in the last year, we rebuilt all of our infrastructure, all of our architecture. We stood everything up on, on GCP, which is, the cloud, Google's cloud, okay? Right. We built a modern platform and we stabilized it. Mm. We're not having the downtime. We're not having the issues. That right. stuff isn't a thing anymore. Right. Like, that's just it. And then we said, okay, now that we're on this modern stack and we've done all this cool stuff, now you know what we're going to do? We just did a deal with, with Looker, which is a data visualization tool. We're going to start to provide tools back to you guys, the agents keep outside talking, of keep talking outside of just like, Hey, here's your download. And here's what that looks like. We're providing insights about your book of business and things that are happening within your book. So how do, and how do I get that though? It's like going to be as, free. as an agency owner, log, log into Ivan's exchange. It's coming. It's, it's literally coming. Um, and I'm not talking about years from now, you're talking Q3, you're going to see that right. on the dashboard. Right. And some of you guys that are, that have been managing Ivan's, you'll also notice that we've also modernized the UI in that time. It's changed. We fixed a lot of stuff in there. It was just ugly. And we're continuing to do that. Now, one other thing too, that we did in this last year, talking about innovation is we built a new product. We built it, launched it, uh, last year which is called the Ivan's distribution platform. A lot of people have a lot of like, what does that mean? How does it affect me? It doesn't really help the agent per se. I'll get into this in a minute. Essentially what that is, or that's the pipes on the opposite end. That's the quoting pipes. Mm. So as, as, a, as a new, as a technology company, and I want to build, let's call it a commercial lines raider, right? What does that mean? I have to go and build and do all the connectivity to all of these individual carriers to rate. Same thing. It's a chicken and the egg. You know how many carriers get calls from, you know, a guy, a girl, a MacBook Pro and a dog and start up and go, hey, we're the next best thing. We're going to crush Bold Penguin. You know, right. you know how many calls those guys get on a daily basis? Hundreds, uh -huh. you know, I mean, not hundreds, but a lot. Right. So we've built the pipes now, and now we have 13 carriers on it, which is unheard of um, in, in, in less than a year. 
the big ones, the tier ones, those are, you know, the, the travelers, the liberties, these guys. Um, By the way, I can see Bradley's face right now, guys. He is over there. Those wheels are spinning four million miles. He has smoke coming out of his ears right now. He's thinking so hard. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So this thing, again, is just pipes. And it's pipes to enable technology companies as well as agencies, digital agencies, insure techs, whatever they are, to then connect up into those pipes and that ecosystem via API, modern stuff, right? Right, right. One API, right? Not eight API, one API. You connect right. up to IDP and then you get your, now you're connected to this ecosystem. It allows you to not have to focus on building all the pipes and all that really heavy lifting backend stuff and allows our customers, if you will, and not even really customers, the vendors, the solution providers, the software companies, the agencies to actually build innovation without having to build the connectivity. Right. So now, so if you think about some of the things you can start to do, if I don't have to worry about that, I can go and start to think about these other things. And I'll tell you, the IDP, the Ivan's distribution platform was not my idea. I mean, it was all of our idea, but a lot of it came from friends of mine who own these companies, like literally Semsi and Bold Penguin and these guys, like they don't want to continue to build and, and maintain all of that. They're like, dude, can you guys do that? If you did that, I can make my product the best because I'm not focused on it. So that's like right. super long-winded, but that's that's just some of the stuff um, that we have going on. And, and also in the meantime, in the last, call it year and a half, we've also built an entirely new leadership team. You'll notice a lot of the people that are on my team are former, like the CTO Tech Canary, he's CTO of Ivan's, CRO of Tech Canary, CRO of Ivan's. So we've brought a lot of, we've kind of brought the family back together, if you will. Right. Um, and so, so you'll see a lot of that, but it's, it's, it's been a lot, but um, we're, we're starting to see the fruits of all of our labor now. It's really cool. And so you, will you. You mentioned the, the Ivan's connectivity dashboard. Talk about the importance of going into that dashboard and kind of going through all of your carriers, because I, I would argue that if every agency listening to this is not hundred percent connected, including. Oh, it's, it's crazy. This is like one of the things it's, so we have it, by the way, we put a team together this year to call agents and go, did you know you're not downloading everything? So guys, if you log into Ivan's exchange right now, there's this dashboard and, and I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit confusing. But there's all these checkboxes of what's available and what's you're actually connected. I can guarantee you, everybody that's listening to this, you're not 100% connected. Unless you right. talked to our team recently. Yeah. Most, I would say 98% of the people listening to this podcast are not all connected. There is stuff that you can go and turn on and it's free. The carriers pay for this stuff so you can get the value. Edocs, claims, I mean, all of it, commissions, policy download, every carrier has it in that dashboard. Here are your carriers that are available. Here are the download things that are available. You check the box and it turns it on, right? And people just don't. And it blows my mind as former agency owner, former you know agency management system builder, whatever you call that, technologist, why would you not want that data flowing into your system automatically? Hey, Reed, let me tell you what we do. And I need every agency out there, independent agency, to listen to this shit and write it down, okay? About once every six months. Yep. Now, I'm going to – it's been about six months since we did this, so I'm going to ask you a question. Is Cal Durland still there? Oh, yeah, man. Come on. that's okay. Cal runs the team I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, 
we literally, we, I have her cell phone number and her office <laughs> number, which I'm not going to give out on the air because there'll be 450 agents call her. <laughs> I can't, I can give her email address out because like you said, she's team leader, but we literally call her yep. and we'll say, Hey, here's our Ivan's number. Cal run us, run us some reports here and tell us how, how good we're downloading. Yep. About once every six months. And I'll be damned if every time we don't do that, there's something we need to tweak. There's something that's off. There's something that's not downloading the way it's supposed to. Guys, if you own an independent agency, you need to get, go to the Ivan's Exchange, get with the team there. I don't know if you would allow me to give out her email address. I don't know if that if that's like a no-no or if they just need to go to the the, the site and do that there. If, if anybody calls Ivan's, emails yeah. Ivan's, whatever, we are happy to help. We have a yeah, team and, of people. That's all they do. And you've so. got to do you've got to do that because I'm telling you, there will be some little thing that's not either downloading properly or you thought it was, but it's not, or this needs to be this button needs to be clicked or unclicked or yep. so yep. that's why about once every six months we're getting in touch with her. And she knows me now because Bradley and I were introduced to her almost four years ago on a personal, a personal introduction. So she knows who we are. And so she answers the phone, but it's almost like you need to go to whatever calendar that you use for your business and just put a reminder every six months, I get in touch with Ivan's and make sure our downloads are coming in correctly. So one of the things we're working on, Scott, it's like, this is the stuff that we live this. Right. How about we have a checkbox that just says, Hey, when something's available, just turn it on. Right. Cause it just flows in. Right. You know, right. Like yeah. one of the other, one of the other issues we've found is that you'll check and you'll say, Hey, turn it on. And for whatever reason, it gets lost in the shuffle with the carrier and the carrier never turns it on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's that too. And so these are all things that we're solving. What we found too, Reed, is like a lot of times the carriers don't know what's important to the agents. Yeah. Like there was, a, there was a local MGA here that started downloading, which is very innovative in this area. Most of the MGAs don't download. They're starting to, by the way. There's they a are. bunch that they are, are. To. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of yeah. the ones in this area, but but I'm sure a lot of them are having those conversations. And I, th- I think you have two problems in that. One, the agents don't know mm-hmm. what they need. Well, now they do. And then two, carriers don't know what the agents say. Like, for example, like commission download. Like I tell, because we deal with a lot of these little insure tech carriers that you know, none of them download yet. And I tell them, they're like, we're working on that. Da- Every one of them's working on download. We're working on download. And like, if you're not going to do commissions, don't do it. Like the com- yeah. to, to me, the commission download is a hundred times more important than the policy download. I can pay a VA to enter the policy in the system and it'll be right every Correct. single time, but it takes my account at six hours to reconcile a commission statement with 40 policies on it. You know what I mean? Like to me, the commission download saves me way more time. I'm like, go ahead and just do everything. Don't just do one yes. thing. And I know a lot of times they, they walk before they run, they start with policy and then they add documents and claims, that, that sort of thing. I get that. But we've run into that a lot uh, with a bunch of carriers where it's like, hey, we have download now. Commission will be a year from now, you know? No you know, bullshit. Sorry, no bullshit on this. When I built Tech Canary, the first thing we built was commissions and commission reconciliation for downloading commission because yep, it is yep. so time consuming. And it's I so don't understand it's the most why damn people don't thing. do it. It's the most I don't important. understand why there's so many agencies that don't download commissions. And I'm like, they're like, no, we like to check the paper statements and Sally goes and looks and rec- like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, anyway, sorry. Well, it's like when uh, Vertifor bought agency zoom, 
we demoed QQ, mm-hmm. but the, the singular reason we did not go with QQ was because our current management system has the ability to upload a CSV file and it reconciles. And yeah. QQ did not. It's like, that was oh, like really? the management systems that are listening. That was the deciding factor. Like that was it, you know, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to pay this account at, you know, it would take her a commission statement. I've got one right here, a commission statement with like, you know, 40 policies on it because our two biggest carriers don't download anything with 40 policies would take her all day, you know, and I'm having to pay those hours. Right. And before her, it was me doing it, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why agencies don't turn it on. I, I think they think Reed. I think they think that like their team's going to be able to see it or something. Like, I don't, I don't know like what the big bad commission boogeyman, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Reed. Let me tell you what you need to do. Me and you just talking, okay? You don't have to do it. Trust tree. Advice Trust tree time. Trust tree. We're going, we're going secret time. Don't give these bastards. Don't give these bastards a choice. You wanna you wanna do you wanna do downloads? Here's the price, and that's for com, that's for commissions and policy downloads. There is no choice to do one or the other. You just do. You, you got to do both. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, it's, it's just, it's just a package of the whole thing. And the commission thing just completely blows my mind. I've argued in my, in my technary days, I've argued with agencies and I was, this wasn't at, when I was at Ivan's, I'm like, you do that. They're like, well, no, we want to check to make sure that it's exactly what it should be. Oh God. And I said, I said, I'd say things like out of how many statements that you've looked at, how often do you find something? Well, Mary found one the other day. How much was that? 50 bucks. So you pay a full-time employee $60,000 a year, whatever it may be, $50,000 a year to find $50 every couple of weeks. Mm. Like, and then what about the back charges? Are you guys getting those right? Like, how does that work? And they miss that. They leave money on the table. What? Oh, we pay, we pay projected. So a producer puts in the, the, the uh, commissionable premium of call it a thousand dollars. They get whatever 50 bucks of that. Right. But what if they accidentally fat fingered the, the commissionable premium, you know, like right. there's so many like issues. It just, dude, otherwise it just flows in and it reconciles and it's done. I don't know, but you know, you know, Scott, here's the funny thing, man. We can't make anybody do anything. Right. You know, you can't, you can't make one of these big carriers. I mean, you know, these are, these are guys, 50,000 employees. Like they're like, yeah, yeah whatever. Is it because Bradley and I both have direct appointments with carriers that don't download at all. And the excuse that I've heard, Bradley, tell me if tell me if I'm wrong about this, is cost in some cases. Like we don't want to pay or we're not at a point where we can pay for do this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Is that an excuse you've heard before, Bradley? Because I know I've heard it somewhere yeah. with one of my carriers that's just yeah. don't don't do downloads, is they just don't want to pay for the I think some of it's it, that. I think some of them are are too new. You see this a lot with insure techs. They're too new to even like, you know, whether it's, you know, they're a three man, you know, like he said, a dog, a MacBook and a, you know, whatever, or um, I've even seen some that I got the impression were too smart air quotes. They were, you know, they were too Mm. arrogant to, to, you know, Oh, that's the old way of doing things. Right. I don't know how you can still say that with Reed Holdsworth, you know, with his hands on the steering wheel. And that's not a, I'm not brown nosing you. I, I truly believe that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like that, I have heard that as well. Um, so, so to those carriers, Reed, and to the agents listening, you know, like 
It, so I'll, I'll tell a story real quick. So we had a carrier that downloads, uh, but they wouldn't give it to me. And this is not a carrier. <laughs> yeah, that, this is thing. Yeah. Oh, just will just make my head turn into a mushroom cloud. This is not a carrier that is competitive every single time. They're a case by case kind of, you know, you'll write, you're not going to write them every time, but they're a carrier. Everybody listening to this knows, or most people listening to this knows probably. And they told me, they said, you know, when you get to a hundred policies, we will download, we'll give you download. And I'm like, I'll pay for it. They're like, no, you got to get to hundred policies. And this tip, this type of carrier, you would only write one or two a month at the, like, that would be as normal, you know, and it's not like you can, you know, put your put foot on the gas pedal and write hundred policies in two months. And so what I ended up doing is I said, can I, can I send you something? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I have a media team. I get my media team to put a graphic together and it's basically like, I don't know what it, the exact wording was. It's been like a year ago was how portal decides which carriers to put their business with. And mm-hmm. it was like a hierarchy. It was a totem pole on a yep. piece of paper. And number one was what's right for the risk. We're always going to go with what's right for the risk. Number two was carriers that make it easy on us to do business with them. Because if they make it easy on us to do business with them, we can make it easy on our clients to do business with us. Okay. Which is the singular reason that Amazon is so successful, that Geico is so successful that some of these companies are so it's like it's ease of doing business, right? So I, sh- I showed it to him and I'm like, all right, all the way at the bottom of that list is where you are going to be. And I'm not shitting you. I said it exactly like that. I said, so these are carriers that don't make it easy on us to do business with them. So that's how we're like, we're not going to get, I would get basically what I'm trying to tell you is I would get to a hundred policies much faster if you would download because that moves you up here. versus not giving it to me because I didn't get to hundred pot, which is the most like asinine back ass backwards way. Like that is stupid in my opinion. And I understand there's costs. Make, tell me I got to pay for it till I get to hundred pot. There's no, dude, it's so minimal. It's like those hundred policies cost them a buck. Well, like progressive charges for it. And I think they charge like $25 a month or something. Anyway, exactly. And it's not progressive. So um, the next day I got an email. that's like, congratulations, you have download. Um, so I think that's a true story. So I think, I think it's going to come to a point to where agents have to say, Hey, we're not writing you unless you know, it is, it it is coming to that. So so give me some verbiage that the agents listening to this, like, how do we convince these newer insure tech carriers or some of the MGAs we work with? Like, how do we convince them to download? And furthermore, what do we have to do to get like RPS to download? Like, like, talk to me, like, how do we, how do we do this? Like, how do we get this done? I will yeah, get so, I will get applied tattoo on my arm if we could get this done. Ivans, but yeah, I'll get Ivans tattoo on my arm. Hey, Reed, hold on just a second. Can I be there for that? <laughs> so, look, I mean, it's funny. I literally had this conversation yesterday with um, I'm not going to name names, but you would know their name. Very well known, insure tech, huge traction in the industry. They were can going I, at I, it can alone. Can I tell you who I think it is after we get off the air and you tell me if I'm right? Yeah, after, after we get off the air. Okay. Yeah, okay. And and I, I, the CEO reaches out to me. I know him, whatever. And so he says, hey, let's jump on a call. He's like, read, like, just get, break it down to me. And I'm like, dude, look, it's as simple as this. Download his table stakes, man. And by you not downloading to your agents, if you're going to go after the independent market and you want distribution for from the independents, 
by you not having downloads, it makes, like you said, it makes it more difficult on them to do business with you. You can have the fastest front end and be quick and do all this stuff, but they want the data. They want it to flow back. They want it to come into their system. It's and the it's most like asinine if, if thing that you can bind a policy in 30 seconds, but I have to manually enter it into my system. Sorry that's to interrupt just, you. They don't, that nobody gets it. Like they don't understand that. And some of them think it's like a control thing. We don't want them to have all the data because then we have it. Like there's like weird stuff around that, which is which is bullshit, you know, honestly. And so you're gonna get it if it's important to you. You're gonna put it in, and then your CSRs, you know, manually inputting all that information. And, and then it's and then it's not up to date. Policy change occurs throughout the throughout the term. You're not getting the renewal digitally. You're not getting so like I've had. I did a I spoke on a panel like early COVID days when COVID was just going crazy. And um, I had an agent on there and he said, and he, like, he came out of the crowd and he's like, listen, he's like, I had staff pre-COVID going into my office to, to manage our mail room. He's like, I realized how important eDocs are through download. And I said, I said to my carrier partners, I'm not going to do business with you moving forward if you don't turn on eDocs. Because I'm paying the staff to come in and to manage a mailroom because you won't just send this stuff to me electronically, right? That's just one of the things. And so it is starting to happen. We've seen huge ramp in, in connectivity and, and demand from the agents um, for this stuff since all of this. But really, I mean, to go back to the point, so how, how do you fix it? We can't do that. The distribution, you guys, are, are their sales arm. You're their number one sales guy out there in the field. And if you say things like you said, like, listen, this makes it difficult for me to do business with you. And therefore you're not going to be on the top of my list. They will change. And it's not expensive. Like people think like download for these carriers is huge money. It's not, it really isn't, you know, it's a cost, but it's not a big cost. And we have, we have stu done studies on it that show they ramp policy-wise, and they get adoption through their distribution when they turn this stuff on. So anyways, I'll get off that soapbox. But Hey, Reed, I, I have the question to end all questions for you today. You're a scary, smart guy. You've been been there, done that, got the T-shirt. And there's something that Bradley and I have talked about ad nauseum, that if you could figure this out and you could crack this code, and maybe maybe you can, maybe you can't based on how the setup is. Is there some way, and maybe you just need some time to think about this. Is there any way that you could figure out a way for these MGAs and brokers? They're the middleman yep. between us as the agent and the carrier to figure out some way for them on agency build accounts that, as you know, is all manual oh, yeah. and all, you know, none of that downloads. And we can't download because. We're the middleman. They're the carrier. And how, how are we going to do that? Is there some way that you could figure out how they could do that? Right. Like why? Like, like if you, like we have a lot of business with RPS. If you talk to an RPS underwriter, they're going to tell you that, oh, we're the biggest MGA in the world. Why are you not downloading? I'm actually, I'm sure you're downloading internally. Why aren't you not downloading to the agents? So I'll, I'll say this. We already have, and we are. So we're connecting these guys. Like this has been the majority of our, our new sales pipeline over the last year has been through MGAs. 
So some of the largest, the actual largest ones have already signed up with Ivan's and they're going through an implementation. So we have figured that out and we are working towards that. So, so it is possible. Now, MGA world is a weird world. Like the smaller ones, like they may not, they may never, right? But the larger, the bigger players, I mean, we're, they're signing up like hotcakes, man. Well, that, so but yeah, they're signing up for, for them. No, to provide to the agencies. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So do yes. we just, I mean, is this something that's like the implementation's happening now? Like I can't call up a gen cap or an RPS and say, Hey, I want downloads. Again? Can I? Yeah. Yeah. When are you guys going to do that? Guarantee we've already talked to them. If they're not already going through some sort of implementation. Yeah. See, I, I don't Bradley, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you think you could call an RPS and they'd be like, Oh yeah, we can do that. Or do you think they'd be like, oh, we don't do that? Yeah, you can do that. The problem is with a lot of these MGAs, your rep is your underwriter. And you can't talk to your underwriter about that because really they're uh -huh. like almost at the bottom of the totem pole. Like I asked my underwriter at Bass. Under, when, I, when I started my independent agency, I thought everybody downloaded. And I remember asking my underwriter at Bass Underwriters, I was like, hey, do you guys download the Ivans? And he's like, what's that? I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Download? What are you talking about? <laughs> he had no, he was genuinely confused. But I think getting in front, I think... Yeah. I mean, obviously the guy sitting here telling you, I think getting in front of the right person is the key though. Like how do we, you it know is I mean? that stuff. I could totally see it. It's like, who do I talk to? Well, here's what there. we're going to do. We're going to interview the CEOs of every one of these MGAs and they're going to think it's a podcast when we get them on here and we'll be like, Hey, Scott and I want download first. <laughs> I'll be, I'll, I'll do a guest appearance. I'll just pop yeah. in yeah. when that exactly. conversation occurs. <laughs> I've been bamboozled. Well, that was, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, after they just got through telling us how they don't download, can't do that, no way, it's impossible. And then all of a sudden, Reed pops up on the screen. And he goes, hey, guys. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny story. So that carrier that down that or that MGA that started downloading, they, for some reason, only wanted to download they or they were only under the impression that they could download applied and vertifor management systems i'm not on an applied or vertifor oh. management system so i'm on the phone with a, a guy at the carrier and i'm known as a squeaky wheel as you can imagine amongst my partners and i'm like hey like why won't they know we're only downloading to vertifor and applied i'm like I get that, that some management systems, like you actually have to configure it, but like now certs, it's like, they'll accept it and it'll like, you know, all you have to do is send it, da, 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 you know? And I'm like, and, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, because, and you know, now certs, we're not configured for now certs, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hang on a second. And I, I called now certs and I get the CTO. I'm like, Hey, I'm on the, on here with the CTO of now certs. Tell him what you just told me. And like the next day I had it. So it kind of be a version of that. It'd be like, oh no, we don't. And then Reed pops up. Reed's head just comes up out of one of those cars behind him, and it's like, hey, uh, that's not true. <laughs> I used to deal with that at Tech Canary. What the problem is is that it, a lot of carriers don't quote unquote certify the individual systems because they believe that the systems are consuming the files differently. Yeah. Which in the past, like a Vertifor format versus an applied format versus an easy links format versus a Hawksoft format, so on and so on and so on, they can be um, a little bit different. Like you can basically work at the carrier to kind of nuance some stuff. But when we wrote it at Tech Canary, similar to like what Peter's done at NowCerts and some of these other guys, like they, they're they're just writing it to work 
regardless, yeah. you know, and, and so, and that's what we did. And, and, you know, frankly, I mean, sometimes, yeah, we, we you know, we, we needed the carriers, but the carriers well, don't actually certify it. And they don't, they think it's going to break. If they yeah. Yeah, exactly. You also, it was a misunderstanding on their part, but mm-hmm. you also deal with, especially at some of these MGA, especially at MGAs, you deal with some of these people that I call box checkers. Yep. Which is, the, or, or car, card grabbers. The rep that comes by and and while he's acting like he cares what you're talking about, he's reaching across and he grabs your business card and puts it in his pocket. That way he can prove to his boss that he met with you that day. So you deal with people that literally their only goal is to get you off the phone and record the fact that you talked. Like it's not, they're going to tell you what they think is going to get you off the phone the fastest, you know? Um, But, but kind of on this same subject, I know we're getting really granular here, but this like, so here's a problem that I have that um, that I think a lot of agents probably have, and it's it's the same MGA actually. Uh, we are they're they're uh, ENS, so it's you know base premium, commission fee, another fee, mm-hmm. inspection fee, uh, you know breathing fee, all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> privilege for doing business. Privilege for doing business fee. Uh, so w- when their download comes in, it's wrong. And what's happening is, is when it comes in, it's the entire, it's everything added together. It doesn't break it out. And so the, the actual, the CEO of this company was in my office uh, back around Christmas. And I was like, I was like, Hey, how's the download stuff going? And he's like, man, none of these agents appreciate it. Like, this is not right. He's like, what do you mean? Like the numbers come in. They're not right. Like I, I know of an agent right now, a good buddy of mine, um, who turned it off with that carrier. Like you should never have to do that. I'm not saying he did something wrong, but you like you shouldn't like if if you feel that you need to turn a download off for a carrier, it's a carrier problem, right? So I told him, I was like, you know, I would either break it out download wise, have it broken down, or just send the base premium. Don't even send the fees because what happens is yeah. when that number comes in, now starts automatically calculates all of our commission. So what my bookkeeper is having to do, and we and thankfully we don't have much business with this carrier, but when when, you know, she goes in to reconcile, she has to go in and fix it. I'm like, well, that's like defeating the whole purpose. So like, what's the conversation that I need to have with them on how they can fix that? Or is it a now search problem? Is it that now search not receiving the data correctly? I would say this. That's what we're here for. Ivan's, we're here to help. Like it could be coming from the carrier, the way the carrier or the, the MGA in this example has written it. Um, they, they wrote it incorrectly, the translation of how it comes out of their system and how it gets it's sent to all of these different systems is incorrect, which is something we can help the carrier with. We can even do the work, this and that and the other. Sometimes that is what, I, what, what you just identified, and that's where the individual agency management certifications come into play, why I said like, the file format is different for Vertifor versus a versus blah, 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 blah. And it can be different for not even just Vertifor. It can be different for AMS versus Sajida. Right. And so, you know, or, or Epic versus Tam it's, you know, it can be different things for that reason. Right. But, but if you let us know, you let the vendor know, like, I know, I know now starts really well, really good dudes. Like those guys yeah. are all about it. You know, you have a conversation with those guys, they'll be on it um, to solve the problem. I think I mentioned it to them and they said it was on the other end. This is, I mean, this has been going on for a while. So, and if it is bring it to our attention um, and, and bring it to bring it to us at Ivan's and, and we'll facilitate, we'll figure out what's actually going on. Just give on. me the read hotline and I'll, uh, I'll send every problem your way. I'm kidding. 
Hey, man, you got my number. Call my cell phone. I don't care. Reed, I got the last question of the day for you. I have one job in this industry, one job, and that's to help insurance agents any way I can. So we're going to get down now to the lowest common denominator. For those agents that are listening to this podcast right now, and they are either about to open up an independent agency, which you and I and Bradley, we've all been through. Yep. Or maybe they've been a captive and they're coming over to the independent world, or maybe they're just getting into the industry and they're opening up their own agency. Maybe they're buying, well, buying an agency would probably be a little easier. Tell, tell them, Reed, uh, what they need to do to get their Ivan's number, the Ivan's code that you have to have to get downloads, because I guarantee you there are people that get in the industry and don't even know. You know, they're getting these direct appointments or maybe they join a cluster, but the, the, they don't even know that they have to call Ivan's to get an Ivan's number to start getting downloads at all. And sometimes so, it depends on the AMS too. I think some AMSs will get it for you. Yeah, right. You but can talk a little can, bit about that. Like how, how, can, how does that process work? You can call a carrier and the carrier will set you up. They'll give okay. you the, the Ivan's ID. They'll set up your initial Ivan's ID and then they'll start, they'll start sending it. The way it works is... And Once you just you need get, one ID, you don't have just, to call every carrier. Yeah, we, it's like a Y and YX, as we call it. And yeah. so you get one Ivan's ID, and um, a carrier can actually provision that for you, the one right. that downloads. But then it, what, it, what happens then is then you go to all of your other carriers and you give them that ID. Right. But it won't actually accept the data until one of those carriers sends a file in. And so right. typically, like, if say, say, hey, I'm a new agent, I don't have a lot of appointments, which one of these carriers downloads, let's go call them up, get them to set me up, they turn it on, boom, and then that file comes in, now you're good to go. Right. And then you get just give that to everybody else, and you're done. Right. You know, it just flows in. Well, um, you're, you're, you're done. You're well, you're done then. Then but as as I told everybody in the yes. middle of this podcast, I'm telling you guys, if you never listen to anything I say about once every six months, I mean, they're, they're, I, I know agencies. One of my mentors told me one time, he said, Scott, we didn't check our Ivan's downloads for like three or four years, like a long, yeah. long time. This was back in the early 2000s. Hell, they weren't getting but about 40% of their damn downloads coming in. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, I've seen, we, we, we found one last year. They had 2,100 available connections, 2,100. Yeah. That's lines of business by care, big, big, yeah. you know, yeah. big, big agency. Crazy, dude. Yeah. The, you know, guys, you there's, have got there's people that'll doing. say, you shouldn't call your late pace because it's a you know exposure, but yet they've only got three three connections out of twenty one hundred available. <laughs> like you know how you got you know how you you know how you guys I'm talking to our audience right now, the two hundred fifty thousand agents listening. You know how about once every six months you go to the dentist and get your teeth checked and cleaned? That yeah. that's what I'm talking about right now. About once every six months, it should pop up on your Google calendar or whatever you use tomorrow, call or email or check the Ivan's exchange dashboard mm -hmm. and see how our downloads are doing. Same thing, same thing. Well, and I'll and, say this too, you know, sorry, Scott, go ahead. I thought you were done. Oh, go ahead. You know, I think whatever the company, whether it's a carrier, an agent, uh, a carrier, a, a technology, MGA, Ivan's, whoever, 
change only happens when, when there's people who are pushing and, 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 and trying to make that change happen. And, you know, part of what I view, I don't know about Scott, but part of what I view my role as an industry, as someone in the industry is to call out the BS when I see it and then call, call out the good stuff when I see it and not be scared to, to do that. And, you know, I have in the past been a, a, a vocal, I'm not going to say critic, but that's the word that's coming to mind of some of the, the old ways of Ivan's doing thing. This is pre pre read. Um, and I can tell you now unequivocally that I'm very excited with you at the helm with the future of Ivan's. And I mean that. Thank you, man. I Thank you. Too. I hey, think, Reed, I think I we're going to see good things. Reed, Thank I got you. one last question for you. Can, can I get your cell number and call you when, I, when I'm going to be down there, text you and let you know when I'm going to be there so we can go to dinner? Oh, yeah, man. We'll do some fishing. We'll have some fun. 100%. So I, went I went down there last year. My wife said, I want to go bridge fishing. I said, baby, whatever you want. You want to go bridge fishing? We'll go bridge fishing. Dude picked us up in an old one of my old uh, vans with white panel vans, and we drove about 30 minutes south of Key West. North. There's no southern south. North. Sorry, north. Yeah. <laughs> south. Yeah. Cuba, you're right. Yeah. That's Cuba's the southernmost point. Yeah. Right, north. <laughs> and uh, and we bridge fished the whole afternoon. Well, let me tell you what Scott did. Biggest mistake of my life. I have pictures of this, and Bradley Flowers would be on the floor right now laughing. We get finished fishing, and she catches a bunch of fish. I hardly caught anything, but she's catching all kinds of stuff. I forgot to put suntan lotion on. Oh man. I get back to the room that night. My face, chest, back, and arms are as red as that Coke bottle right there. I was miserable, but boy, it was a good time, man. We, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun, but I, I, I look, I look forward to seeing you down there sometime because I, I really enjoy going down. There. It's very relaxing and God knows I need that right now. So Key West is awesome, man. It's one of my favorite places. I've it had is. a place down there for a number of years. It's uh, it's good stuff. It if really you've is. had a place down there for a number of years, there ain't no telling what that thing's worth now. Oh, no it's telling. It's it's and they're they um stupid they're stopping, money. They're stopping building permits for for you can't build on dirt anymore. Right. In about a year or so. So it's 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 ludicrous. Yeah. You know, when I was down there, I hate to get off on tangent for a second. I know we need to go. I noticed one thing. So what was happening is all the real estate agents down there, as soon as a property, they'd figure out like a local or somebody wanted mm -hmm. to sell something, they gobble it up and then lipstick it and turn around and resell it. Oh yeah. Almost every, every house that was like, uh, needed some work done to it, had a dumpster in front of it, real estate agent owned it and they were trying to you know, fix it up a little bit and then flip it is what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So it's, a lot of that going on. Reed, thank you so much. You have an open invitation here anytime. We love you very, very much. And I am so excited about you and what you're doing for Ivan's. I think that uh, you are a game changer for them. I think that we as an agency force need to follow Bradley's lead. Doesn't mean you've got to be rude to people. I'm not saying you got to be rude, rude never people, rude, but you know, you know, help them understand guys. We are going to do business with carriers, greatest distribution system ever created in mankind, independent agency. Mm -hmm. We're going to do business with 
with carriers that make it easy to do business. And when I got to hire 14 people and VAs out of the Philippines to, 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 to put stuff in my management system, and now we got to figure out commissions and all this, that's not easy, guys. It's not easy. What is easy is when that stuff just downloads into our AMS system every month. That's easy. Really easy. So that's what that's all I have to say about that. As I end every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big bad world. Make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents that are struggling out there. Go make money for them today. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Reed. Hey, appreciate it, man. It's a good time. Thanks for having me. You're the best. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.